Well, hey there, sports fans. It's old Jesse Humphrey, and this is the After the Gig podcast. Right now, it's Monday, June 10th. This will probably come out sometime on Tuesday, June 11th, I think. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. Had a really fun weekend with Carbon Leaf. Um, We played in Hopewell, New Jersey, in West Hampton, New York. Saw a lot of fancy cars in West Hampton. Um, And then we went up to Salisbury, Massachusetts, where we played right on the ocean. And that was a great show. And then we also played... Where did we play? Oh, my God. Where were we last night? I'm so freaking tired. I can't even... Oh, we're at Jonathan's in Ogunquit. Um, And I had lobster. I had a lobster dinner. Um, it was a really funny, fun, not funny. It was a really fun show. And the best thing apart about that place is that the food there is spectacular and you can get whatever you want. It's great. Um, so really excited about that. Next weekend, there is a fan voted set list for two nights at union stage in Washington, DC, Washington, DC. So if you haven't voted, go on carbonleaf.com. I'm not exactly sure where you can find it. It's either there or the newsletter or um, on our Facebook page or Instagram. Just check all of those spots and we will. uh, And then you can go vote for um, and then you can vote for a song that you want to hear in the playlist. Uh, I'm looking at the list right now of the potential kind of top 50. And there's some weird shit in there. I'm not going to lie. Some weird stuff. Very interesting stuff that I have never played with the band. So I'm looking, I'm seriously looking forward to playing these songs. Um, It's going to be interesting to say the least. Other than that, um, next week after those shows, I'm doing some solo acoustic stuff. So I will be playing Thursday at Devlin's. I think it's from 7 to 10. It's either 6 to 9 or 7 to 10. I'm not sure. I'll be pay- playing solo acoustic, covers, some originals. Um, and then Friday, I'll be at Jocko's in Waltham. And I'll be playing 9.30 to 12.30, probably? Yeah, 9.30 to 12.30. Saturday night, I'll be doing a duo with Christopher Brown. Um, he'll be playing guitar along with me. And that is from 10 to 1 at Porterbelly's in Brighton Center. So if you're around, if you're in the Mass area and you want to come hang out, it's very loose. Um, come sing along, have a drink, whatever. It's, it's very, very, very loose and fun, and I'm looking forward to it. I haven't done one of those gigs in a while. Other than that, today's show. Let's get straight to it. So, bringing up my notes here, but I got Max Schaefer on the show today. Max is like kind of a boy wonder when it comes to touring crew. He's been, you know, an assistant, production assistant, tour manager. The guy has, has kind of just worked his way up the ladder uh, in a very short amount of time. When I met Max, he was either 18 or 19 years old. It was when I was playing um, playing a short little run with Eric Hutchinson. And Max was just like, he had his shit so together, I, I just couldn't believe it. 
it, it's it's it was like nothing that I'd ever seen before. He he just knew. He's one of those dudes that just knew exactly what he wanted to do when he got out of high school. Got kind of hooked up with a band, and then boom, he was out there on the road and just kind of never looked back. In this episode, there is a little bit of background noise because we recorded it um, before before a carbon leaf show in a green room so there was a a little bit of noise in the background someone was cleaning the floor so i'm trying i'm going to try to get a little bit of that out of it and bring up the voices a little bit to make it um a little bit easier and more palatable to listen to i hope it's not too bad um I try my best to make the sound in these as good as possible, uh, so they're they're easy to listen to. Um, but the this situation could really not be helped, so I hope it's not too bad. Um, but that it was recorded at the basement East in Nashville before that show. We talk a bit about um, some of the tragedies that have happened in the music industry over the last couple of years. How he grew up outside Detroit, his first gig with Green River Ordinance moving to nashville all kinds of stuff um he's been on major tours with matt carney he currently works for the eli young band um he's just an all-around awesome dude um and i'm really excited for you guys to uh to hear the conversation with him and and see what what a dude that is really really good at a job at his job his his outlook on things and it's and it's really really great it was really a pleasure talking with him please stay tuned for the music after the show and in between this spiel here and the interview um it'll be featuring featuring songs by the eli young band and matt carney sorry i cannot talk today it's been a long couple of weeks so please forgive me but stay tuned for that music if you have any questions or if you want to tell me why you voted for what song you voted for for these next couple shows please send me an email i would love to hear hear from you i'd love to hear where you're listening to this trying to get a grasp of all this because everything has been great even after the two weeks off everyone's come came back and it's this is this is just super fun this is one of my one of the things i look forward to every week so thank you so much send an email to after the gig pod at gmail.com please subscribe please rate the episode or rate the show and review it if you want whatever i'm not gonna waste any more of your time please enjoy the episode with mr max schaefer We were just, uh, I was a little late to, to, to this. Sorry, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> a little late? <laughs> I mean, well, first off, you pushed off 30 minutes for me. I did, man. It, and so know. I was really only about 25 minutes late. Yeah. I'm really happy that this worked out just because I, uh, Nashville, it's like you would think that a lot, and you were my first call, mm-hmm. but I thought that you had a flight. And you weren't I did originally. And you changed it. So I was trying to find a backup plan. Oh. And, dude, you would think that musicians would want to be on a music podcast. 
It was it was impossible. Really, it's like well, I'm especially sorry you settled with me. I guess no, I didn't settle. No, you were my first. You're, you're, you're my. Yeah. You were who I wanted to talk to, but I. Uh, it was just it was crazy. Yeah, I, you know. So if you're well, listening to this, come on. Yeah, come on, guys. Nashville musicians. I can think of. Well, now that I think about it, I don't know if who would be down to do it. What do you mean? <laughs> like, like who would like? I'm trying to think of like, oh man, like I could call this person, they'd do it, and then I'm like, would they? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's funny to to do this kind of thing on this side because when I first met you, you were like the dude taking care of all the stuff. We met very quickly. We didn't do very many shows together. It was like five shows. Yeah, but it was some of the best five shows ever. They're really we did, fun. We did uh, we did a couple shows with Philip Phillips, right? We did one. one. I did I did I did one. Um, we met when I was playing with Eric Hutchinson. And you were his production manager? I don't really know what I was. You were just an all-around, getting stuff done, kind of on the stage, making sure everything ran smooth. Yeah. I think I kind of had a free weekend, and I was like, heck yeah, I want to go hang out with Eric. Yeah. And um, and Matt uh, Schmitz was the tour manager at the time, who I never met, but I knew Eric's previous uh, guy, Ryan. And uh, that's kind of how that how that works so it was kind of this whole thing but elliot who has been a uh uh yeah reoccurring role on your not a role but a topic on some of your discussions uh yeah i just wanted to hang out with elliot it's elliot funny Blomfus. he actually he actually like just texted me no way yeah because every time i come you to, need to get him on here i know well you need to get him anywhere he's got a phone now or like a phone that works i gotta say man getting a hold of elliot is one of the most frustrating things I, it, he's just he's so elusive but it's so satisfying when you get him i know he's it's, just it's like he's playing cat and mouse he's the sweetest character ever but um yeah he's i, I haven't played with elliot probably since then which is a bummer because i was supposed to do i was supposed to play in um alaska with eric oh yeah when he was doing the uncharted territories yeah. Yeah. and brian wasn't around and he couldn't do it and then the closer it got the less correspondence i was getting so i was like all right something sure. something is up and then eric told me that that brian was was around again so also known as diabetic daddy diabetic daddy how long were you working with eric um i did ooh, probably two or three months um on the rachel platten her first tour we were uh support or direct support yeah um i did that and then i went into a couple months later we did a headlining tour so probably only five months total that's it yeah well that was at the point where i was hopping in between a bunch of different groups because um i needed to stay busy and so it lined up to where you know i could do a month and a half with eric and then two months with chris allen who um is great one american idol and um you know go from him to safety suit and then back to back to eric hutchinson or, mm. or and stuff like that so it's weird i was under the impression when i first met that you had been with him for a while i mean that was yeah that was the that was after the uh rachel platten tour and then after okay. the headlining tour because i probably i went to that show um when eric was opening for rachel platten this you was, did and yeah. so was sarah yeah that's where i first met her yeah yeah, because that we was all at met the Royale. Yeah, and that's when Christina Grammy. It was her birthday. It was her twenty second birthday. Yeah, and then she she awful died uh, very shortly, after. like a month, maybe two months after that. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, because I went straight from Eric to Chris Allen, and uh, we were in Carborough, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. when Cat's I heard Cradle. Cat's Cradle. 
yeah when i uh, got the news and and the first thing i did was was call ryan i tried to call her brother and uh, of course obviously that didn't go through and, right yeah but uh man i one of the worst worst news ever for sure yeah it, well it made me think like you know obviously it was it was probably i think it was an isolated incident with some like a fan I, yeah I, I don't know all the ins and outs so I, I i feel like i shouldn't talk all about it but it makes me it always makes me nervous i always think about it every time we go out for a meet and greet after a show yeah every I, single time i'm the same way i'm always not that i'm i'm judging people but i'm always it's always in the back of my head yeah for sure. you have to keep your head on a swivel yeah. i mean you don't you never know you don't know the people that are coming out to see yeah to see you and and you're in a position where you can probably be like scoping things out a little bit more yeah thankfully I don't, i'm not you know i'm not really i am running the meet and greet but i'm not as hands-on as yeah. i used to be usually there's someone else taking the pictures or something like that or uh you know getting the lines going around so i can kind of step back and kind of look at, at everything i mean um you know especially in the country world with with uh, what happened in vegas a couple of years back and and things like that you know there's there's definitely a little bit on edge but not to the point of where it takes away from the experience and yeah and i think that's the biggest thing is like you want even the fans as well you don't want them to experience that uneasy feeling but you still want to be safe and yeah and, uh, thankfully we're at the level where a lot of the venues do you know good checks you know they have yeah. metal detectors and and wanding and stuff like that yeah but it's fun it i feel like so much bad stuff happened in such a short amount of time where people coming out to shows or even myself going to shows and playing shows couldn't put those things in the back of my mind like you have you always think about them because so much happened in such a short amount of time yeah and correct me if i'm wrong i think it it all kind of started with that um the eagles of death metal uh, and, i mean of was that recent the paris terms. thing yeah the thing in paris right um and then was it ariana grande well she was she's probably the most recent one i think but um because that was a shooting that was a bombing a bombing yeah in uh the, the uk or somewhere. yeah right right um, but yeah it, i think it went from like there uh from from like the paris thing and i'm obviously you know there's other events in but just from from the grand mm -hmm. uh, topics i think it went from that to you know christina grimmy and um oh man i i feel bad if i'm skipping over things but uh, to vegas and then uh and then to ariana grande and then uh even recently that you know probably didn't get as much news uh we were in um just outside of Simi Valley, just to, or, or uh, outside of LA. Okay. And there was there was a shooting there at a Thousand Oaks at a country bar. Oh right. Yeah, we were just down the street, and um, you know we were actually just there last week, and the owner of that club where where the shooting happened was putting on the show that we were at, and yeah, uh, it's just it, there's a lot of things that are hitting a little too close close to home, and I'm yeah, sure man. you guys feel that too. Absolutely, like um, the the Vegas the Vegas thing, my buddy. Lucas plays for um, he plays for Michael Ray, mm. and they were there the day before. Yeah. They were playing on that stage the day before, and it, and it's like you think about these things, and and I remember when I was in high school or in college and playing, and then looking up to my idols on you know whoever's playing the Grammys, who's playing these huge events and stuff, and thinking like, oh man, that's so cool. And now that I'm or we are. Um, we are playing in, in these circles and we know these people anything that happens there's a good chance that you know somebody 
that is there or that is close or, or that just missed it or or something and it's it's really it's scary man it's really scary uh when that was going on uh, one of my our drum tech one of his his best friends was playing drums while that shooting was going on Ugh. and uh Basically, he said that he he hid under the drum riser for a little bit, and then then kind of uh, scooted out, I guess, to the buses. But but man, they had to keep that place on lockdown for weeks after. And where we get our staging from is the same place that a lot of the staging from that night was at. Mm-hmm. And one time we came to load up, and you know they had all the decks that you know were there with with tape holes and Jesus. like uh, you know marks and and numbers across it, and it was it was pretty unbelievable to see makes it pretty real yeah 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 it's uh it's messed up for sure it's 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 awful yeah you grew up in uh in detroit yeah north of detroit i I don't like to say that i live in detroit because there's like everyone's like oh well you didn't actually grow up in detroit i'm very aware but to the people who don't know i live in detroit that's like the that's like the opposite thing of where i grew up so i grew up in cranston rhode island yeah and most people don't know where cranston is so i just say what's the closest major city providence providence okay. i just say oh i'm from providence yeah and then you run into someone that's from cranston and like you're not from providence yeah it's the same way and i feel like especially down here in nashville there's a lot of midwest people that live here yeah um you know and if you just say you're from detroit and they're like oh well we're at in detroit and i'm i'm from rochester which is probably 30 minutes north they give me this look of like and then you have to explain yourself i'm like well i just say detroit because it's the easiest known town right so how did you start getting into traveling around because we're gonna go on this a little bit of a journey here because you've come a long way in a very short very very short very short period of time yeah so you started off you, you started touring while you were still in high school right yeah well, yeah, I'd say so. I was playing in a band um, from my high school, and we were doing all right. I mean, we were doing like little regional things and and uh, playing in Detroit at, at the Shelter. We actually opened up for this band called Green River Ordinance in um, oh, yeah. a Texas band. Yeah, yeah great. I know them. Love They're, those guys. Great band. And that night, I just connected with Jamie, their guitar player, and I was joking around. I was like, "Hey, man, like I see you're in Grand Rapids tomorrow. Like, let me go and like be your guitar tech." Yeah, you know, let me. And he's like sure why not it's probably like hell yes yeah and i was <laughs> i i either didn't have my license or i didn't have a car one of those two and uh i convinced my mom to take me to grand rapids which is like a four-hour drive um and so we went over there it's research mom yeah and my mom was beyond excited because she she's, she's been trying to get me to move down to nashville since i was probably 14 or so really yeah she i either she wants me to get out of the house or she's just like a huge supporter of me so was music always a big thing in your house no um my uncle um was kind of the only musician same with my my cousin uh those two were like the only musicians but it was more of like you know uh like my uncle was in in an awesome cover band in ohio and and uh my my cousin was kind of just you know played in his in his room and stuff but they were yeah. great musicians amazing musicians but it was no- nothing serious but my mom was always like you know you need to move down here this is what you need to do and it kind of got amplified after uh my uncle passed away and uh that was kind of around the same time that this green river ordinance thing happened okay and so i, I go over to grand rapids and you know i had absolutely no clue what i was doing yeah. i was tuning mandolins and guitars and basses and stuff like that for a band i've I met the night before and just trying to figure it out as just we trying go to figure along. it out as we go. Yeah. And it, and it was the most fun I ever had. And like, 
an hour because it was it was a relatively short time but uh then we drove back and i didn't hear anything back from them for six months and at the time i kind of you know moved around and at, at home with a couple other things and um out of the blue i got a text from jamie he's like hey do you want a tour and like that's the only words it was and i was like yes i want a tour it's like hell yeah yeah and so they flew me out to la like a couple days later and and i've never been west of kansas you know and so oh, my man. first thing i'm flying out to la super cool i think our, my first show ever with them was at the mint in la I don't were know you if nervous or were you just more excited than anything yeah more excited more excited more excited um and ironically you don't seem like you're you were ever afraid to travel or afraid to get around you just kind of um, were open yeah i mean i wasn't uh now i, I kind of get a little bit of flight anxiety and stuff like yeah. that which i know we share yeah, share that a little I'm, bit. I'm the same yeah um not necessarily that i'm worried that the plane's gonna crash or so i can never like i just don't like fully. being i don't like being boxed in yeah, yeah I don't it's like, a little bit of claustrophobic yeah, vibe that, that's sure. that's what it is for me you know if it's gonna go down it's gonna go down it's yeah go, it's gonna happen in an instant <laughs> yeah you're not gonna feel it you're not for, you're not gonna know after it happens. yeah for my my anxiety is is all stem from i'm totally fine when we're in the air or when we're moving and mm -hmm. taking off and like actually doing things it's when we're sitting on the tarmac or when you just landed and you're waiting for the the gate to open that. up i'm just like all right get me off this thing and it's also like crohn's like i get nervous like sure. all right i i know in the back of my head that i'm not allowed to get up yeah if i have to so just that feeling being sure. like locked into that that space kind of gives me anxiety and freaks me out a little bit but um yeah I'm my, not afraid to fly. It's just it's just those things. My anxiety is from the moment that those engines spool up. Okay. Till about three minutes after, and then I'm then I'm good. Really? Yeah, it's very bizarre. My favorite thing, like after you after you've boarded, after I've boarded, I'm good. And I'm, then it starts going. The moment like, oh. the moment that no no the moment that it starts taking off. Oh. So like the engines are are you know increasing. I, oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. if it's got something to do with the added noise or anything like that. Oh, you know what I think it is? What? <laughs> this it, is funny because I, I had the same feeling. Because when you take off, you're like I think it's because the engines, it's such a it's such a massive thing. It's such like it's such an unnatural yeah. thing. Yeah. It's huge. This thing is about to take hundreds of people yeah. into the air. It's like does it does it have what it takes? Yeah, <laughs> does that, it have what it takes to do this? Literally. And and I think it's also this weird feeling of knowing that you're on the ground and feeling the ground through the tires. Yes. And then the moment you you get off, it's the most smooth Oh yeah. blissful feeling. That's a great and feeling. I think it I think it's the the immediate change to that where my body is now like Oh, I'm not touching the ground. Yeah, you're taking it. It's kind of like you exhale. Yeah, without yeah. the exhale. Gotcha. Like I can't exhale yet. So it takes yeah. me like it takes me like three minutes or so. But yeah, okay. once I hit ten thousand feet, I'm I'm as cool as can be. I but. see. I I completely understand that because it's just this total unnatural thing that we made and we're flawed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, totally. It's like once you when you're taking off, you're like, okay, I hope this thing gets off the ground. For me, it's I always get so concerned that there's not enough runway oh yeah you're good you're good <laughs> so I'm, I'm a huge because i can't see in front of me it doesn't it, but here there's there's a way to to learn there's like the, the markers on the sign okay so i'm a huge like aviation nerd in All fact right. i'm reading a book right now uh about on uh, charles Lindbergh. it's like his autobiography i love it yeah um 
so i love flying and i fly i'm probably on four flights a week and it still doesn't get any better but yeah, yeah like i know like you can tell when you're running out of runway you yeah. have a lot more than you think i know that it's not going to happen yeah but it's just it's these stupid things that just get in your head that are totally sure. unreasonable thoughts and and uh and you can't control them yeah that's what that's anxiety that's anxiety for you man <laughs> it's the it's the amygdala or whatever i got pronounced. i got better at dealing with it though but all do right. you take anything for it i do okay. yeah so i take um I, it's a very small it's like a half a milligram of of lorazepam okay which is I, which i think is is the same thing as ativan okay so i take that before like an hour before i get on the flight and i okay. take a little dramamine too yeah. because yeah. I, um i i never used to get motion sickness but now i do for whatever yeah. reason uh it's the same thing with the closed space Makes so sense. i take that and that pretty much knocks me out and and uh but it's a very low dose just to kind of keep things under control do you take anything for it no okay so i wish i did yeah. Both, both my parents are kind of in the medical field. Yeah. And so they've always warned me against that kind of stuff. They warned you against taking something. Yeah. I mean, because uh, theoretically, you should be able to beat it with your own brain. Absolutely correct. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. Whether you put that into practice is the hardest part. It's so much easier said than done to be like, oh, just breathe. Is there, any, is there any other reason, though, why to not take it other than no, becoming I, dependent on it? I think that's their big... I mean, my my I love my parents to death. I think they're a little um, overprotective. Yeah, you're but the yeah, I, son. Are you the only child? No, I'm the youngest. You're so the youngest I'm the baby. Out of three. Um, I'm just guessing. Yeah, well, out of four. Out I got, of four. I have three siblings. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's... I, I don't know. I, I think it's the whole chance of dependency on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which that I get. Makes sense. But that's on the stronger stuff. I mean, like, yeah. if, you ta- if you take, you know, some of the lighter stuff or half dosages is like, and you use it only in that situation, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. Yeah. You know? just, just to take the edge off. I don't take it any other time other than, other than flying. Yeah. And the first time I was on a tour bus, I took it. I, yeah i could see that because i didn't i didn't know how my body was going to react sure. to the feeling of it and i'm always nervous of the fact that you can't poop on a tour bus you can uh, you can i know you can but nobody wants you to and i and no. and i'm just not we just recently had someone do it on our really bus. yeah but luckily he pays my checks so he can yeah but he if, can do it that's what i'm saying yeah, if, yeah. if you're eli young or if you're yeah. whoever if you're jason aldean there's no way you're going up to the driver and tapping him on the shoulder I mean, excuse me you mind if we yeah, stop yeah, at the next stop. at the next pilot that's why you hot bag it <laughs> yeah i've I never done that i i can hold it but i've never done that either i just it's just the idea of doing it is terrible and if, if you're out there listening and you're wondering what hot bagging is it's when you put a bag in the toilet and you yeah. go and then you throw it away I, I don't know if that's on urban dictionary yet but it should be should be it should be it's uh it's definitely a thing all right so you're flying out to la for the first time for yeah. your first m- major tour i guess or, or fir- first tour yeah first tour for okay. sure and you're you're teching you're you're loading in you're loading out you're kind of doing all the yeah i was kind of the one man yeah wrecking crew it turned doing that um guitar teching um luckily the band was very hands-on so they kind of set up the stage stuff but you know That's i cool. did a lot of like merch stuff um that and then you know just kind of help 
keeping on schedule and stuff like that getting your feet yeah keeping keeping schedule getting yeah. your feet wet learning all mm-hmm. the, the ins and outs of of a proper band how the proper band runs yeah pretty much yeah uh and then going from going from that it, it really escalated quickly because green Ordinance is you know a band i think they're on their 20th year maybe 21st yeah. year or something well, it's something. a great start because yeah they obviously you obviously did a good job the first time they remembered you yeah. and called you for the tour they're a big enough name where everyone usually knows them. everyone usually will know them and then then you're in yeah that's it it was really quick how it happened and the guy so i did that for man a couple months and then almost immediately after that uh the guy uh, his name is mark DeChico one of my best friends, one of my biggest mentors, mm-hmm. um, was doing like a day-to-day type thing with them. But he was also tour managing um, Safety Suit, who I don't know if you're I don't think I, I don't think I know Safety Suit. Awesome band. Okay. Awesome band. Best guys. Um, was like, hey, you know, I need someone to do merch. So I flew out to there, started doing merch for them for a month and a half or so. Um, you know, and that was just kind of strictly merch that and kind of helping the band with whatever they needed and and really just kind of watching this guy mark or chico as i refer to him kind of run a tour and that was the first time ever being with a tour manager okay you know and kind of seeing how you're supposed to deal with money how you're supposed to deal with the different egos and right and not just the band egos but the crew egos which are sometimes overpower yeah the band egos yeah um yeah, and then going going with him and, and uh, kind of learning that, it just kind of snowballed to the point where, um, you know, Chico got an offer to go to, with Switchfoot, mm-hmm. which I love Switchfoot. Switchfoot's great. Yeah, I, re- I remember you always talking about Switchfoot. Yeah, man, yeah. I love Switchfoot. And uh, uh, so he went there, but now someone needed to take over Safety Suit. And he's like, well, who's who's better than the guy who's been with me for a little bit? So, I, yeah. you know, I took that over. And once I hit that, that kind of was like, okay, cool, like, here we going, and then from safety suit, you know, went to Matt Carney and and uh, Torre Compadres, which you came out to that yeah. tour as well. Yeah, and I, so did. Um, I didn't get to see the show. No, you were. Yeah, yeah. I had. I think I had a gig, or I was, or I was just getting back into town, Some, something like that. And then I, uh, I ended up coming back. Yeah. And I remember Stephen was there. Stephen was there. So was Sarah. Yep. Who who was on the tour? It was it was uh, Welshly, uh, Welshly Arms. Arms. That's why they're amazing there. guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know who was there at the point where you were there, but it was either Parachute or John Mark McMillan. It was Parachute. Okay. Parachute, also a great. Ba- so if you like Parachute, you'll like Safety Suit. Okay. They're basically cut from the same cloth, uh, just as nice of yeah. people. And then it was us, and then um, or Matt Carney, and then uh, Need to Breathe. Gotcha. Which was. Th- I'd say one of the best tours I've ever done. Really? Yeah. I well, mean, it was just the fact it was like my, my first major, major tour. Well, that was your first dive into tour managing, right? No, sa- safety suit safety. was no, but uh, on on a big scale or well, what a lot of you know, I was. So I remember when you got that gig, and I, I wasn't tour manager to begin with. Oh my god, I'm getting this all confused. Yeah, no, it's it's all very confusing. It was a very strange line. Yeah. To walk, um, he had a tour manager. Um, and you know he kind of focused more on the production aspect side okay. of things gotcha and it just came to the fact where i just took over everything matt carney related okay uh which then turned into uh after that tour doing all of you know fly dates and and other shows stuff like that that stemmed yeah. off of that so it was kind of like i was um 
a, a glorified version, a better version of a personal assistant. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, what, what were some of your day-to-day things at, with Matt? Because it seemed like you guys got pretty tight when you were on the Yeah. Tour. I mean, the biggest, I, I think the first thing in the morning that I did, I'd always go in and, and uh, find... Um, you know, whoever was kind of running the dressing room situation there, because we were playing arenas. I mean, we had plenty yeah, of dressing rooms to, to play with. Uh, so I'd find, you know, our favorite dressing rooms, which ones, um, you know, I felt were best with where our bus was parked. And, uh, um, you know, I'd go in there and I'd set up Matt's whole studio, whether he, whether he was going to use it or not. Like, oh, so he was like recording, like demoing and so doing he was, all this stuff? Yeah, his, um, his uh, most recent album, The Pink Cover, uh, the the name of it escapes me, but uh, awesome, awesome album. But uh, he was recording it during that tour. Okay. So being able to hear a lot of the songs from start to to where it was now is, yeah. is awesome. But yeah, so he was kind of playing with that, and he'd have Bo from Need to Breathe come in a little bit, um, who was the guitar player, but wrote a lot of the songs for them. He'd come in and and they'd they'd stay up till two a.m. Yeah. You know, so Matt Matt's stuff. cool, like that that was kind of like a co-writer vibe or or did they have any other uh a collaboration during that tour while they had um, the studio set up you know i i, it w- I wouldn't really say it was a collaboration it was more of like once or twice out of the tour but it was still really cool yeah to see because um, yeah. that's so cool when you have have that kind of setup because i mean if something yeah. strikes you and and you can put it down and at a professional sound and and kind of yeah get your ideas out while you're on the road because that's i mean when you're constantly playing music it seems like the most it seems like the best time to get the creative stuff out you know yeah he was he was totally like not ever running out of steam yeah to make stuff he seems like a pretty high energy guy <laughs> yeah he's he, i love yeah. that guy the man. short the short time i spent with him on that bus yeah it was, it was fun and i you were there was there was a big sporting game going on was it the world series the cubs the cubs uh were playing in the world series yeah yeah they were okay but i mean you guys were in boston so it wasn't... we were in boston but still everyone was still watching it yeah yeah, oh, yeah i think yeah, that yeah. was a big thing it was a big deal um yeah he's a. Uh, man it was honestly it was some of the most fun i've ever had if 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 matt toured all year round i'd be with him okay full time yeah uh but at that point he was does he, he have plans to tour any anytime soon or, or again or is he just kind of take, taking it easy yeah um i think he's just enjoying his life right now yeah he's got a beautiful daughter mm-hmm. yeah during that whole tour though uh she was pregnant so his wife was pregnant and so that's right you can yeah. see a lot of the creative juices going on yeah a lot, was, of, a lot of emotion yeah coming out of that time and I'm it's sure. his first kid i mean that's some of the most exciting things and and we're playing sold out shows and sold out red rocks which was that's awesome unbelievable that's bad coolest thing ever so you know just i recently seeing, heard that that load that load in awful. Is, is the worst thing ever awful, it's yeah. the one thing that no one talks about when they talk about red rocks because it's red rocks man like exactly you, you can't talk about it's it. awful but you get through it and you love every second of it yeah because it's such i mean it's such a prestigious place yeah. to play i have i've never gotten to play there i would love to you've been to I, shows there though. i've right? never been to you've a show there show. no okay. i played the levitt pavilion last time we were there which is okay. like you know it's just a, it's a small pavilion it's nice it's not that small but um it was really nice but you know red rocks is obviously the i say don't go to a for. show until you've played until it. you play it yeah yeah, I I have a hard time being in the audience in general. Yeah, I just I want to be on stage. No I'm just one, I'm just one of those guys. But um, 
Yeah, I, I will take I will take that's kinda yeah. like people that win the Stanley Cup. They won't yeah. touch they won't Don't touch, touch the it. cup Don't touch it. until they win it. Yeah. It's changeover and everything pretty smooth. Yeah, um, I mean they're all pros. Yeah. Even the stage hands you have and, and stuff, they're pros. So it was you know, it was quick. We had a lot of stuff. We had a full lighting package. Um, you know, so we had changeover in fifteen minutes and you know, we got it done in eight most of the nights. But eight? Eight minutes Holy for shit. a whole entire whole entire lighting package so yeah it was great i learned some of the most valuable things and that was a long tour that was a a three month straight tour man i think we had like a week and a half off in between there for the two different legs but that was that was amazing but then i went from there i flew from the last show of tour de compadres to the first show of safety suit direct support for goo goo dolls Mm. and i did that for two months straight and it was just me and the band on a bus of five guys on a bus man the best best experience ever was it yeah it was awesome and then i went from there to um we had like two or three weeks off and then we went into a safety suit headline tour for like a month and a half and uh do you ever have a hard time like being out on the road so long it's hit it's hitting me now i've been with eli young band for almost two years now and they do the non-stop weekend warrior stuff yeah so, we so it's do, all year round like thursday through saturday th- yeah when? thursday through i'm usually home first thing sunday morning okay um and i usually leave either wednesday night or thursday morning okay um there's a few exceptions where you know um i'll leave on a tuesday or there's some weeks where i have two weeks off but yeah this is it's a little tougher because i'm not home on the weekends where before it's like i could do a month straight and then i'm i'm off for a month straight right so i can see my family in that month time yeah have a social life yeah totally and uh you know so now that it's like kind of broken up like that it's it's a little tough um it's nice because i fly a lot more so i don't have a lot of days off yeah i don't i couldn't tell you the last time i had a day off on the road which is great so that means like if i'm working or i'm doing a show and i'm out i'm doing a show you're flat out yeah Yeah, i'm not you're working you know i'm not wasting time on a on a bus which used to be really fun but now that i've been to every single city in the u.s it's it's not as fun anymore. i don't like days off on the road no it feels like a waste of time it's definitely a waste of time you end up spending money money and um and you you just you get out of the rhythm of just you know you get you get your sleep you get into load out load in whatever Mm -hmm. and, and you're you're schedule yeah i think but it's starting to get a little more exciting though um with the success of their most recent single but but going you know we're we're getting to to travel and do a lot more cool um events and stuff like that like tonight we're at the opry um but we're doing like a private event and the lineup is just insane like who's who's playing it's uh it's us uh vince gill which is yeah cool to begin with luke bryan um garth brooks trisha yearwood like carly what? pierce yeah and it's just like this little private event that we're playing it's like the fact that they're you know asked to do that is pretty cool but oh, uh man. but yeah and, and then we we got to play for the troops over in south korea and you know i never would have thought i'd go over there yeah let alone with a country band so <laughs> yeah. yeah and like you know we're, we're we're riding like along the dmz and tanks like with oh my god it was the most ultimate like i remember right before you went on that trip and uh and I was like, man, so I, I had this, I had the same thoughts, like country band and in South yeah, Korea. Let, let me clarify. We're not playing for South Korean fans. We're right. playing for the troops. For the troops. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And the week before that was also crazy. Cause we went to the Bahamas and we played a show down there at a Navy base. And then we flew from the Bahamas to practically the North pole. 
which was is this place called Thule Air Force Base. Okay. Um, just the logistics to go from Bahamas to there is insane. But while we were flying up to Greenland, our flight got diverted, and we were on like a private, you know, um, like a chartered flight. Kind a of chartered thing? flight, yeah, like a military charter where it's this huge jet, but there's like thirty seats in it, and the rest is all cargo. Yeah. And so we're flying up to Thule Air Force Base, which the air is so thin up there that they can't even fly helicopters. Oh my God. So you're flying into there, but there was like low visibility or something like that. So we had to turn around and go to this place called uh, Kangarusak Kanger- or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah, great name. All these places. It's yeah. like no one's ever. Heard yeah, of. but we were only supposed to be there for 12 hours. Okay. So now our 12 hours was spent in this little greenland town which was oh, man i think it was cooler yeah because then we then the next morning woke up and flew to Thule, greenland was there for 30 minutes flew from there to baltimore and then we had a show that night in kentucky fuck yeah that's like that's the hardest part but then like you when you're done with it you must have yeah exhausted. when you're done with it it's the most blissful amazing thing. thing yeah cause yeah you look back at the like how lucky am i yeah you know to who that who's been to the arctic circle and actually like stepped foot there yeah not a lot of people not a lot of people yeah let alone go up there and play a show <laughs> so oh my god it's crazy so yeah it's a it's 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 pretty cool so you've been with eli young for for two years now you said yeah just about how uh how did you hook up with with him and that band and or? Ooh, great question um there's this guy uh named troy i refer to him as tracker um who i met tracker on, on the carney tour okay um who he like was like florida georgia lines tm um a couple other people he actually used to tm for eli young band back in the day like mm-hmm. when they first started so eli young band they're on their 20th year right now so they've also been around for a long time and um through him basically i i think they had a, a little time where the tm wanted to go and do other things or, or something along the lines of that so they 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 split and uh I got a text from Tracker. He's like, hey, someone's going to call you in like 30 minutes. Like, just answer it. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> sure. I called it, or I or I answered it, and I'm sitting in a, uh, a Target parking lot in West Nashville, and the guy, you know, super nice, and he's just like, hey, are you available for this weekend or something like that? And I said, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to send you like an email. And, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, who's this for? yeah i didn't ask i was just like cool yeah like i need a job like let's let's go yeah let's do it and uh they're like okay cool can you fly to la i was like yeah i can fly to la and they're like "Eh, never mind we're not gonna do that just next week we're gonna go to you're gonna come to tennessee i was like okay cool like that's fine like you know we went up to bristol tennessee and uh like a a couple days later i was like hey who's this for and they're like eli young band i'm like it's like, yes hell yeah it's is that band that was like we were so connected because they're a texas band and you know i i was with green River ordinance who their manager also managed eli young band back in the day mm-hmm. um i was with this guy named sean mcconnell who is the most amazing songwriter also from boston okay. um uh, friends with laurie mckenna stuff oh like yeah that. yeah yeah um he wrote, great amazing yeah um he wrote a bunch of songs for for eli young band so like we were i was kind of always in that circle without actually being in the circle and uh, when i was when i was probably 14 or 15 my mom showed me the song and she's like this is your song this is your song about moving to nashville and it's a song called even if it breaks your heart and uh it's one of the best songs country yeah. songs for sure and uh yeah the moment i called my mom I was like hey i'm going to work for eli young band was like 
she just flipped out because she's a that's, massive fan. Oh so. my god, that's, that's so like cool. the most like satisfying thing is when you can call your mom that's or awesome. your dad and be like, hey, you know, you know that person that you liked or that person you're like, this is your song for moving to Nashville. It's like I'm working for him now. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, pretty surreal. Yeah, definitely surreal. It, but it just shows it's like a lot of the business is like it's not necessarily about like making contacts contacts it's about making like friends and those relationships are going to take you so much farther yeah than anything else totally um it's it's been it's been great but yeah being with these guys it's not like i'm just the tour manager i started off as just doing that and then i started running lights because you know our lighting guy left and then now recent in the past couple months i'm now stage manager tour manager guitar tech yeah so my workload has increased astronomically while the band's success has also been progressively huge. getting bigger yeah so I remember when you first started working for for him or, or the band it it, it was it, there was kind of like a vibe around it but it wasn't necessarily at the point yeah where obviously it is now but I remember you being really excited about it. You were showing me some some singles and stuff. Yeah, which yeah. ironically, that's right, because we were we were driving over to uh, one of your buddies' house and to play a little bit or yeah. just yeah, look at his we, stuff. That's when we jammed with Chris. Oh man, that was fun. He doesn't live here anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't respond to my messages. He moved back to. Um, he, he's another one that's kind of like Elliot. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, he moved back up to uh, to Illinois, and oh, he's okay. like kind of he's he's working the the music cool. scene up amazing there. musician he's great amazing artist yeah um amazing ev- gear too yeah oh my god yeah his gear is ridiculous we uh every time someone comes over to do the podcast in mm-hmm. my house they always talk about the paintings that, uh-huh. are, that are in the room and uh and he painted them what yeah i have to check those out i still have yet to visit your house yeah well next time you're in boston i'm in boston pretty frequently that's one of our biggest markets okay which is really weird we'll have to set it up do yeah. you know where you're going to be there next time i don't but we were just there uh, a couple months ago um on lansdowne street uh, at the house of blues no like on the street oh yeah. oh um like the street party or something yes. like that so much fun yes darius rucker was a surprise act and he came out and played just I remember before that. us because my wife works at the um that i'm not going to say the name of the hotel but um she works at at a hotel right Right there right there so i bet that place was packed oh yeah there was i think i think it was about eight thousand people yeah which for a texas country it's always always packed man oh man what a great what a great location so beautiful yep and that same time that that was going on they were having a um a football game i think it was yeah inside fenway fenway park yep they do football games they do uh so my first time ever going to fenway park was watching a football game that's pretty cool it was pretty awesome that's an interesting situation i've seen soccer games i've seen hurling matches um we go to hurling matches because my my wife is from northern ireland Mm -hmm. and i feel like it it gives her if it makes her feel like she's back home wear the kilt the kilt that's Scottish. Scottish, my bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. But it, sorry, Genevieve. But I don't. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but she, I feel like you could rock that though. I could, you know, air it out a little bit. Yeah. There's there's a there's a stagehand in Boston that always wears a kilt. Really? Yeah. Can't think of his name. Awesome worker. Is he like Amazing. a union guy? Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. Yeah. But uh, so cool. I can I can picture that. Yeah. When he's climbing, you don't want to stand under. But yeah, it's great. 
when he's climbing up on the rigging. <laughs> they, yeah. they never let him go no. up on the rigging. <laughs> no, um, man, I, I I've ran into him a couple times. I think the most most recent time was uh, that arena that's right there. Um, uh, not TD, but the one where the Boston University plays. Oh, Aganis. Aganis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool spot. Yeah. There's also a really awesome venue right down the street from there. Uh, Paradise. Paradise. Paradise cool is cool. Place. It's about about a, a little under a thousand capacity. Yeah. Um, I've played. I've only played there once, and the and it's it's awesome. That's, yeah. That's like where the who's who will will play. You know, other than other than the huge acts that sure. play at TD or or sure. or whatever, but um, that's that's such a great place to see a show. Funny story about that place, and uh, forewarning for anyone taking a bus there, our bus got tagged. Really? With spray paint. <gasps> there. Fuck. Yeah, and it was like a brand new black bus, like like yeah, I mean brand new. And uh, I was with safety suit at the time, and we were going into New York City the next day. How did it get tagged? Like. I don't know, man. Nobody was like out there watching it or anything? No, I, it happened like at like maybe 1 a.m. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Because with that, when you're running in a bus, it's not like, you know, the minute the show's done, like you can have it set up that way, but it's pretty hard with the DOT restrictions to kind of like right. pick up and go. Yeah. So, you know, if you show up at, you know, at load in at one o'clock or two o'clock, you know, you got to, you know, you got to give your driver nine hours to sleep. So right. it's 11 and you don't want to just have them nine hours you want to give them a little more a little more cushion yeah. time so normally like we're leaving a venue at 2 a.m and right that one that 1 a.m to 2 a.m spot man a lot of weird things happen it, that is very true yeah. i remember we had the bus going uh, i was on tour with steven and we were in saint paul minnesota and oh my god bus call was at 3 a.m or something like that and just that time between the end of loadout and 3 a.m was so weird so weird like you know, I went down to the Denny's down the street, and anytime you go to a Denny's after one o'clock, man, there's all kinds of weird stuff happening in Denny's. Do they have Waffle House up there, uh, or is that a Southern thing? I feel like that's like Midwest Southern. Okay, but I don't know, man. Because there's, there's a, a lot of might, Waffle House. Stops. There's a lot of Waffle Houses out there, but I, I've only been to a Waffle House one time, and coincidentally coincidentally it was in nashville oh okay and it was the one that like somebody got the shot at, at. yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's a couple of them not there. not too long ago yeah uh, but it wasn't there's it was been like well an before inf- that there's been like an influx of that recently which is yeah that and like stolen vehicles is big thing here yeah um it's 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 a it's not it's not fun man yeah you know there's crime everywhere people doing yeah. crime and stuff gotta do what you gotta do you gotta I do guess. what you gotta do yeah when you told your parents about uh eli mm-hmm. did you ever bring that story up up to eli himself yeah like, oh hey. yeah 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 I, him and i so like, for eli the, I, got, I gotta tell you something so so for for people that don't know and they're like that band that has a band name like a person's name in it but there's not actually some someone named eli young band or eli young so, are you serious yeah there's no eli young. oh my god yeah, yeah yeah so there's people listening to this are like jesse you're an idiot no no dude it's totally fine i it's gotten to the point That's where like I, hootie and the blowfish people calling him hootie yeah. all the time yeah what's up hootie um i'm sure he loves that I, I, you got it man you're you're hootie yeah but it's, uh, it's a big deal there's so there's there's mike eli john jones james young and chris thompson and those four guys are equal members of eli young band gotcha so uh mike is the lead singer and that's eli mike eli and uh 
man he he's just a character so he loves any sort of story like that and i don't know how far in i was when i told him that story okay i you know it's not something you bring up i was gonna say i was like i wonder how long you you waited yeah to tell him well and and like the funny thing is is like they never read my resume or anything like that so they had no clue who i was i was just a reference from one of their best friends yeah and it was like a really good reference yeah and they didn't even know how old i was at that point i think i was 21 i guess when i started with them yeah yeah yeah. and they had no clue so i'm i'm 22 currently i'm turning 23 in in a couple uh couple weeks but um so if if you're all listening and you just heard that number and you're like what this this was the whole thing that they had because 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 they they wanted me to rent a car yeah. Sometimes I was like, oh, I was like, hey, just so you know, I can only rent from Enterprise. And they're like, oh, wow, you just like Enterprise? I'm like, no, because they have the best, like, young renter's fee. Like, it's it's 20 bucks. Yeah. So when they like, found that out, me? they're like, oh, okay, so you're what, like 24, 23? I'm like, 21, 21? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, what? Like, what else about you do we not know? I'm like, well, that's probably it. Yeah. You know, you guys read my resume, right? Like, it says my birthday on there. You probably just didn't. And they're like, yeah. Oh, you sent a resume? It's like nobody looks at that shit. Yeah. So, dude, I mean, when when you when I met you when we were playing with uh That's probably 19. Yeah. 18 or 19. But the thing is, you just you had this vibe where you're like you just don't ask, don't tell. You're so like stone cold. Sure. Or when you're when you're working. So I was like almost like who it was like you were mysterious and i had no idea what was going on and then we got to talking and i was like what yeah what the the stone cold thing actually kind of negatively kind of impacts some things because people think i'm not happy not happy or not friendly yeah or not friendly when in actuality like i'm just a very shy person so yeah which it blows my mind but i can turn it on and off when i need to yeah like i love doing podcasts like yeah this is the most fun for me yeah and like like and i love and sorry to get sidetracked but i love like kind of the way this is set up i'm a huge fan of uh, armchair expert yeah with dax shepherd yeah yeah and he does the same thing but with like actors and actresses like yeah. super six but they just talk yeah and like you you know I, like i realized like meeting a lot of cool musicians and stuff like that and, and even i met tom hanks and david hasselhoff recently really yeah not at the same time i'd, I'd have I'd oh my have god a, that would have been but spread out make your head explode like, meeting these people you realize that they are normal people but get it but listening to podcasts it really drives it home because yeah. you're like oh i feel that same way or stuff yeah, like that exactly um so like well i think people think that money and success and you. fame completely changes a yeah, person it does not and it doesn't it totally does not it's it just things are relative yeah you know more money yeah. more mo money more problems and and it's funny usually the people that have more money all it does for them is it just makes them not think about it right right but and sometimes on other, other or sometimes aspects. a lot of time they don't even know how much money they have that blows i that's a problem i wish i had man dude, dude i'm the same way <laughs> I, but the reason why i was late we're, we were recording uh, a couple new songs and when i said we i mean i was just sitting there giving them <laughs> yeah you know actually i was watching the masters it was on in the back but it was at this guy's house uh who i won't name but um he casually said that his water bill at one point was like a thousand bucks a month i was like you were spending a thousand bucks on water that's crazy and he just said it so casually i was like okay you're someone who has 
yeah so much money that a thousand dollars a month on water does not bug you that you could just and he didn't have a pool let that come out of your mouth like yeah like like it's a normal thing yeah and like the dude is um like unbelievably successful one of the most successful guys in nashville but it was just like oh my god like there is another level of wealth it's crazy that i'm not prepared for yeah i don't know i feel like i could prepare myself pretty quickly i mean yeah yeah don't get me wrong like (laughs) i i could adjust to it um i live comfortably right now but there's definitely some points that i you're you got like a bachelor pad no i i I mean i've got a one bedroom apartment yeah you have like a one bedroom bachelor pad i wouldn't call it people don't hang out at my bed i feel like if you have a bachelor pad you got like a pool table yeah i don't have one of those ping pong yeah i mean there is in the building but not where i live okay not in my my place it's like 750 square feet it's too much money for what it is but for what it is yeah yeah well you know you're you're i mean 20 well i did i did makes me hate you so much no i I don't mean to like i can't i can't (laughs) i can't change my age i apologize for my success (laughs) no not success it's all it's all i mean i sure but but uh yesterday i started the the buying process of a house oh really yeah so i've been down here for four years congratulations thank you that's awesome well i haven't found a house yet i'm just I, I realize that it's a you're little more get, obtainable. You're gonna get the the pre-approval and all that. Yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've already been pre-approved, so good. I'm good on that. But That's first step. Yeah, I, I I guess I didn't realize how in my brain I had this like, man, I had to put I got to put twenty percent down. I'm like, I just don't have that cash flow sitting around to throw down. Yeah. But then when I started looking at it, I'm like, Nashville, the housing market is insane right now. If I'm not gonna do it it's now. I was actually when we were walking around and we got breakfast. Did you look at? Zillow I went on. And stuff? I went on Zillow, and this area especially. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, this is, this I have crazy. to go like twenty-five minutes outside of town, yeah. thirty minutes outside, which isn't bad. Yeah. But but I've been, uh, looking at, I've been looking in Boston too. I mean, that's, Boston has to be crazy. Oh, it's crazy. It's wor- it's worse than here. Yeah, I believe it. But but I mean, everyone expects it. You right. don't expect it here in Nashville. No, no, no. But yeah, once I figured out that you could put three and a half percent down on a house, and for the past four years I've been as a first-time home buyer. Yeah, yeah. as a first-time buyer that i've been you know uh, obviously i'd put more than that down but just knowing that i that's the like the minimum you know for the past four years i've been shelling out over a thousand bucks a month when if you do the math i just threw away you know fifty thousand dollars that i could have already had down on a yeah well not thrown away but now i'm i'm now i'm aware that i want to be here yeah but you know but when you have your house you know there's no one to call when you need to fix something yeah so i like the idea of a condo yeah especially because i'm not home all the time are you looking at condos or you're looking at a house a mixture or both yeah mixture both i think i'd be more inclined to do a condo just because i'm never home i'd recommend a house yeah yeah okay just because it's i it's, grew up it's in your condos space. my whole life no one's connected to it you could you sure. know it, it's it's your private space yeah you know it's your property and and i feel like a house would be easier to sell yeah. to sell than a condo if you ever i guess a condo is a glorified apartment but pretty much and there's condo fees yeah the hoa well like i like growing up that's all i ever lived in with my parents is we yeah. always lived in condos so to me it's like oh sure of oh course. i understand that's what you of know course that makes sense yeah I understand. Um, but yeah i don't know yeah it there's some options the big thing here is i want a garage i've always wanted a garage yeah um, you're, you're gonna want to get a house yeah and uh finding a garage here is surprisingly challenging yeah there's not a whole lot there's a lot of like bungalows like small yeah. bungalows around this area super but. super 
like nice super cute but yeah yeah no uh no garages so if if i do go You'll that route it. with no garage uh, if i settle or something like that i might have to get rid of my car which i'm i'm ready for so i don't know man that's a sweet uh, car you got it is. thanks man but <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, it's obnoxious, but I grew up being a massive it's, car guy. It is not obnoxious. Uh, I'm just a huge car guy, so for me, it's dude. It, we're only it, we're only around for for so many years, I so I think I think if you like something and you want to get it, you, go get it, man. Uh, I appreciate that outlook. A lot of people, there's, there's no problem. A lot of people don't see that, but yeah. Well, a lot of people that can't get a car like that. It's a lot more obtainable than a lot of people think. You just got to set your priorities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, a car is a priority because I love cars. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, for me, like I like I like gear and drum stuff. Yeah. And, and if I bought gear, and... I couldn't afford the car. So, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's whatever you spend your money on. A lot of people like to go out and and drink a lot. Yeah. I don't I don't really go out. Yeah. And and booze is usually free. <laughs> that is like a massive perk. I don't know, man. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily perk. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you want to go and do that, or especially if you invite your friends out on tour. That's when it's great. You're because like, then you can kind of hold court. Yeah. And then, oh, here you go. Like, yeah. And this is great. Like, I, a lot of people ask, like, is there anything ridiculous on Ryder and stuff like that? Okay. Our yeah. Ryder is, isn't ridiculous. It's just the quantity of alcohol. That's really? on it. Yeah. So big drinkers and Eli Young band. Not necessarily big drinkers. We just have such a big crew, and okay, all the crew except for me really uh, drinks. Um, but it's like it's it's well done. It's not like everyone's like sloppy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. I mean, you know, there's probably five or six bottles of liquor. Wow. Per day. <laughs> I thought ours was like we get like one bottle of yeah. Of, well, of, and that's uh, that's just, whiskey. Yeah, that's just liquor. A bunch then, of Bud uh, Light. Uh, we get like two cases of Miller Lite, and you know we're we're set for the day. They're all good. Yeah, but it, you know what's funny is, and we did this thing called Digital Tour Bus in Chicago. It's like this guy comes in and um, like tours your bus, I okay. guess. And uh, we did it, and like we opened the liquor cabinet, and like he had this weird face. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then like after taping, he's like, I just want to say like you guys out of every person I've ever done, like, and he's done like rappers and yeah. and stuff who are uh you know quote heavy drinkers yeah said that we had the most alcohol he's ever seen on the oh bus. My God. yeah so i don't know if that's like a if that's like a compliment a, or a compliment or like some award that we should get but yeah it was it was it was, it was pretty funny I mean, we were in chicago uh at this place called joe's and like you know i never would have thought like to me it doesn't look like a lot yeah because i'm used to that now for the past year and a half and yeah and i know like I got to get Tito's and Jameson every day. Yeah. Because, or not like it's, it's gone. So, yeah. And like, I have a little bar set up on, on side stage in my guitar world and just make drinks, man. Like I'm, I'm a bartender. And Are you bartending tech. for the band while the yeah, show's going yeah, yeah. on? I'm not a good bartender. They always give me, give me a, you know, a little critique like, man, you, you put the liquor in last and uh he's like i can taste it i'm like how can you taste that you i put liquor in after the drink that's like, when you top load it yeah yeah you know i don't know what that's, i'm doing that's a classic trick if you want if if someone has drank a little bit too much yeah just put it at the a top. bar you put in like say if you're making like you a bartended Tito's, for a long time 10 years or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so if you if if you want them to like chill out but you don't want to yeah you just you just put in the soda water and then you float you float the vodka so that's okay. a, so it tastes like it's a super strong drink but, uh -huh. it, but it's not so they do they don't do soda water they do like tonic no they do so mike does coconut water 
That is the most disgusting thing. You here's the here's the thought behind I'm, it mike i'm sorry if you're listening man yeah I, I just i just hate coconut water i just think i, I tried that. It's it not i tried it a couple everyone. times and it was so gross it's definitely me. an acquired taste but mm-hmm. tito's is zero calorie right i'm assuming zero sugar yes i believe i think so if you pair that up with coconut water not only the tito's is dehydrating you but mm-hmm. the coconut water is hydrating you so you're just leveling out <laughs> but wouldn't soda water hydrate you too? I, you know you never know may probably I'm not just, as much as coconut not. water and then uh the drummer chris uh, he does this thing called zevia it's oh yeah the sodas. Uh, the sodas it's like the zero calorie zero sugar but he, does, he, he must he does not sing when he plays he does not sing no yeah, yeah because yeah. you can't drink soda and, or anything carbonated yeah, yeah like i wouldn't think so when you're playing yeah and you singing. get stomach ache i actually just um so john our bass player is a big zevia fan and he oh, okay. and he got me into it it's an acquired taste well it's just it's sometimes like stevia leaf can be even more sweet than yeah. other things but if you have it depends on the flavor that you're you're having like i like the orange ones yeah uh i really like the dr pepper flavored ones i have not tried that that one's really good okay um the cola one not so much um but the grape is also they're kind of hard to find grape not a lot of places you can get whole foods. Yeah, whole, whole foods yeah whole foods is where you find kroger them. has them a lot yeah um yeah but like zero a, sugar zero calorie yeah it's, it, so it's it like drinking like water soda. it's like yeah. drinking water pretty much yeah. i am i am convinced that there is something bad about it there there, there has ne- to be. there has to be something because everyone's about like it. oh man diet coke is the savior diet like Coke's a stevia great. leaf yeah bad for you is that what's in it yeah i am that's what sweet I've, I've heard is that artificial or is that like a full-on like is it an actual no leaf, i think that's leaf? that's a it's a natural sweetener man i don't know but I feel I don't like want too, to look it up too much. I don't. I actually went down a rabbit hole and looked it up. Yeah, don't do and that. And I couldn't find anything bad. I was okay. like, all right, well, well, that makes I, me feel better. I guess. I guess this is cool. Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't. It's a great substitute if you're a soda drinker. You want to get off of, of yeah, all that sugar. That's been the biggest it's terrible for you. Biggest thing for me is especially on the road. Like soda, I call it pop. It's yeah. so obtainable. That's oh, yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, so I probably do maybe gallon and a half of water a day now but it's been that's so that's it's great. been two years since i've had like a soda soda yeah and it's you great say pop it's fine yeah pop <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so it, funny to me being from the east coast um i'm trying to adjust for your uh yeah i'm sure a lot of listeners are east coasters they're, they're all over man it's it most mostly east coast yeah um and i don't think east coasters is the proper term for them east siders east siders okay east siders west siders yeah, yeah right um yeah i don't know man so riders what were we talking about yeah, yeah <laughs> i right? lost my train yeah, yeah. Of i mean rider yeah it's it's literally that and then then snacks snacks galore yeah. and then a deli tray because yeah. a lot of times uh the venues Make you're playing a at, quick sandwich or something yeah like a lot of the venues we're at it's it's um it's uh lunches and dinners are catered or provided or we do like a buyout right. so they'll they'll give us x amount and you know i'll just split it up between the guys and and they'll uh they'll kind of do with it as they please so are your buyouts usually uh like what's the amount usually for um, the buyout? usually so if we load in like past 11 o'clock it's mm-hmm. it's for lunch and dinner and it's about 40 bucks a day okay yeah we, ours uh, is about 20 yeah so like 20 per lunch 20 per per dinner and then like if it's a breakfast or if we load in early it's usually about 75 bucks that's pretty good yeah i don't mind that because it's quite the jump that's a pretty big jump yeah because that, that means that's 35 bucks for 
for breakfast yeah or it's a great breakfast hang on to it yeah well that's usually what i do yeah i'll do that and i'll snack on the on the uh like the fruit trays or 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 veggie trays and stuff i have a buddy that worked on worked for the uh, the san francisco giants and then when they would have their chartered flights oh yeah they get their per diems and i had no idea that baseball players 150 four hundred dollar per diems four hundred dollar her DMs. People can't see my face, but it's it's disappointing. It's very he's very upset. Yeah. They they would play poker with, with their per DMs. Sure. And they were just you like can make bank on it. It'll all be gone. We did uh Kimmy, four hundred dollar per DM? Be amazing. Yeah, that's that's insane. We um we recently I just did my first private jet experience a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Man, I never want to fly commercial again. But uh, but we fly. It's so funny because the first time the first time we were talking about flights and how and and you said when you f- you fly first class uh-huh. all the time, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. I'm never do- going back to coach. It's like herding cattle. Yeah, back dude, there. it's 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 been progressively more ridiculous. Like yeah. uh, we fly American Airlines only like strictly so i've racked up so many miles but yeah a lot of the times i get upgraded first class which is like great you know i was like this is the life not anymore (laughs) we we touched the private jet twice uh, last month or maybe a month and a half ago and super quick flights but the best experience ever yeah. like you get up there like there's no anxiety because you've met the pilots you talk to the pilots. Yeah, they keep chilling. the door open you can see where they're going he gets up right after takeoff. i was like so what do you guys want to drink and he's like you know pouring drinks back here yeah. and i'm like if this dude is back here like, pouring flying? drinks everything's fine everything's fine yeah you know it, oh it's God. it's it's really funny uh, when you're 22 and you're and and you're only flying first class and now you're you're flying private i'm screwed for life you're totally fucked yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I'm, you're not screwed you just have to you have to keep progressing it can only it's go dangerous. it can only go up yeah it, it's eventually it's going to stop yeah i mean i'm at a plateau right now i love these guys yeah i'm not trying to leave well that's um, good yeah I well mean, it's not a plateau because they no keep, well they keep yeah, yeah you know what i mean though it's yeah. not like you know i can't um you know, I'm not moving to a different group. I'm not going to the to the pop world. Now, as it progresses, I, I don't want to like, we don't have to talk about, you know, I don't want to know what you get paid or anything, but um, yes, does it, does it, yeah. it progressively gets more and more? And, and I, I think, um, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I don't Obviously know. Obviously, it's a, I don't know. It's a better situation. The business, you know, if you think of it in a, in a business sense, like if you put money into Apple when they're yeah. low and it keeps going yeah. up, you're going to make these, money off of them. These are the, like the greatest guys. And like already every six months, you know, I'll get a raise. That's great. Wow. Every yeah. six months. Yeah. And I, so I'm salary based. So I'm, I'm paid the same every year, whether we play a thousand shows, which is feasibly impossible or five shows or five shows. Yeah. Of course I vote for the five shows. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, every six months, you know, it's kind of like, you know, here you go. Thanks for staying with us. Um, things like that. And, and, uh, it's been six years since their last relevant single. So mm-hmm. the fact that now we're back into what's in the country world called a hit, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm excited to, to see where it goes and I can only assume that, you know, pay will, <laughs> pay, pay will follow, will you know, keep not, going up. not to be greedy or anything like that, but, but the workload does increase dramatically. Yeah. You know, now we're doing two or three shows a day sometimes like oh. that's unheard of. That's a lot. You know, that's where a private jet is important because Yeah. Well, because then it becomes a necessity because well, a lot of it um when you're traveling in a sprinter or in a yeah. van or, or or something your energy gets so drained yeah, from going to from hotel, driving. from driving, whatever, and then you're on a bus and yeah. then that is 
you're able to sleep right through the night or through right. the drives and be in the next city and yeah. then the flight it's like you you just need the time to recharge the batteries yeah and well and and it's not like like with with uh with driving like you can or in a sprinter like you can sleep you just can't sleep well right but the but the perk that a private jet gives you it gives you the opportunity to sleep a full night yeah wake up love how we're trying to convince people that yeah you have pri- to this private jet have, is totally necessary you have to the but champagne is, is completely necessary here's the thing all right so we did we did three shows in 24 hours let me explain this right. to you okay so we did salt lake city we did a private event in salt lake city we flew commercially from Salt Lake City to Dallas, uh, like a layover in Dallas, and then Dallas to to San Antonio. Yeah, we did a show at like two o'clock, two p.m. So we did a show the night before. Did a show at two p.m. at the Spurs Arena. Yeah, we uh, we headlined the San Antonio Rodeo, which was insane, super fun. <laughs> it's amazing. We then went from the San Antonio Rodeo straight to the airport. This all happened within forty-five minutes. And then, you know, an hour and a half total after the time that we're done playing, we're in Houston getting ready to play another show. Wow. Yeah. So when you add up the amount that we've made in that 24 hours and you subtract the cost of yeah the jet, yeah, it makes sense. Totally. You know, um, yeah. obviously we, we don't do it as much as I'd like to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, people, people are like, oh, you know, what a private jet costs know five ten thousand dollars no it does not it costs a lot more it costs so, a lot more than, yeah. um you know it's it's a uh, but if you look at it from a, an expense of like oh i can get that without you know uh breaking the bank like say a guarantee is x amount and i can spend a, a more chunk than than i'm used to on regular shows but i can still get the remaining amount yeah that's where um something like that makes sense that's where it all makes sense yeah interesting or do you like book that kind of thing? Yeah. It, well, I don't get to make the final say if we're taking it. Or gotcha. Not. Usually someone's made the decision like, yeah, we're taking it. Okay. You know, and then you'll deal with some of the logistics yeah. outside of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, now I feel like I already know the answer to this, but like if somebody is getting in, wants to get into, uh, stage managing production, um, you know, as a kid, like, you know, you went from high school. Did you, you didn't go to college? No. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I skipped college. Yeah. You, I mean, you, um, you did, you're doing just fine, but I feel like you just being cool and being able to be out there and saying yes to saying things, yes, saying yes. I mean, it, it, this becomes such a common theme of yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these shows. It's just like, I was available. I said yes. And I, and I went yeah. out and did it and I made a good impression and, now here i am yeah i mean to kind of start into it's like there's two entryways either you work at a local venue Mm -hmm. and you know usually you make friends and those friends go off and do other things and they take you along with you right or you're in a band and you have other friends that are in the band that you want to help um you know help out with and then that band kind of takes off or they take you to somewhere else those are like the two ways where if you don't go to a music school like belmont or you know pretty much anywhere at berkeley or anything like that yeah um because you get a lot of connections and friends through that um but yeah like here it's like you know if you work local or like a lot of people think like oh man i gotta move to nashville to get into that when realistically you probably should move to nashville after you have the job right because there are a lot less people in des moines iowa who are ready to tour right or who can tour right um 
you know, you're, you're better off making an awesome name there and then coming out of that world and then moving to Nashville and yeah. like having the resume already then bump, bumping up. Yeah, totally. Like I, I know there's, a, there's a lot of people who come here thinking like, Oh man, Nashville's going to change my life. Uh, and sometimes it works out, but a lot of the times I've it seen is, it, I've seen it work out totally. for people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's increased my, my, uh, my workload for sure, but I already had a resume kind of built. Yeah. Um, whether it be through working at a local, local club or not mm-hmm. um you know usually you got to come in with a little bit of stuff already going on like yeah. if, if you come in here and you're like man i want to go work you know at a local venue here it's like well you have a billion local venues to choose from right you know and there's probably five workers at every billion one mm-hmm. so it's that makes sense though because if you're at a local if you're at the local venue in st paul minnesota yeah. it, the band coming through is going to remember yeah remember you yeah they're gonna see they're gonna see three people at that venue versus you know and there's a lot going on when you come to nashville like today we did we did radio and there's a million people around and it's it's hard to be able to focus on something it's good being in one of those places you know i i know tons of of people like crew guys and stuff Mm -hmm. from venues all around the country because you're there with them you're working with them And you know the cool ones, you know the not so cool ones, yeah. and, and and it makes a big difference. Yeah, I think that, I think another big thing though is like when you're doing that, um, you know, when you are working and and kind of making a name for yourself is keeping those friends, yeah. keeping those contacts. Because yeah. a lot of times they're like, oh man, like I met this guy like, you know, last week, and he says he's gonna be my savior or whatever like this and then like two years go or like a you know a couple months go by and you're like oh man he didn't do anything for me right you know screw that guy well that guy might come back a year later and be the most successful artist ever right you know and you never know and so it's like it's always best like to kind of just keep that contact yeah you know well you and i yeah for example like we we We, worked together we haven't worked together in years yeah we worked together that one time yeah stayed in contact and then whenever whenever i'm around i'm always i always call you because you I, I love hanging out with you you're an awesome yeah, dude and i appreciate and you're doing was. doing a lot of cool stuff man this is this great. is exciting i'm gonna go home and like well i'm not going home actually i'm going to the opry but yeah i'm yeah. i'm i'm just gonna be over tell over garth moon, brooks tell luke bryan man, i i was thinking all, i was I, in my in the back of my head i was like jesse needs to come and we're gonna do the show at the opry you know what would be awesome is i don't know when this is coming out but carbon leaf is doing the rock boat this year which mm-hmm. is basically do you know, you know yeah. The rock oh, boat? Yeah. yeah so i think i want to try to do this but do like one episode yes. of just short snippets of each you totally should each group which would be which would be an interesting idea the amount of people there that are so well connected and so like have so much knowledge about this life and who are currently living it yeah on such a small like when you're on a boat it's a big boat yeah but the the amount of people in that space that are probably dying to do something like this yeah is at a much higher percentage yeah i think i think i'm gonna make it happen and that's such a fun event it's great yeah i've only done it once i've done the sail across the sun thing is that with a train that's with train i don't know if they're doing it anymore i think i think I think that was might have been the last one okay. that they did, but um, I've actually never done any of those. They're fun. Yeah, it seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'd be I really almost fun. did rock boat a couple times, but yeah, it's I mean it's it's basically a five day vacation, and you're paid for it, and you're paid for it, yeah. and God, that's the most bizarre yeah. thing. Like it's great. 
like um, a, a lot of people um they're like man you you travel for a living like that's gotta be so fun i'm like eh. yeah yeah but you get paid to do it so like i always have to like look back and be like man i'm getting paid to sit on the beach in the bahamas or hey yeah. i'm getting paid to ride around in this missile launcher yeah. on the dmz right now like it's it, when i think about moments like that it makes me truly appreciate what i'm doing yeah, yeah i remember standing on a patriot missile at the patriot missile site in, sure. in bahrain oh man that's and, right because you've done a bunch of the uso stuff yeah too as well. yeah and it's, i mean you're just like man i am out i i never thought i would be here yeah i never thought i would do this the and amount of respect that you yeah have for that type of work oh my god especially it's crazy and that especially because you're out there and it's you know i i did the i did one in rota spain mm-hmm. at the, the the spanish air force base which is spanish and also american mm-hmm. and dude it was just it was so beautiful every yeah. day we hung out on the beach had gin and tonics on the beach it was great and then you go to bahrain and it's and it's nice there you're yeah. staying in a beautiful hotel but then you go out to like the base and and you're like holy shit these guys are out here working doing security and everything and it's 130 degrees and they're in full uniform i'm sweating in in jeans and a t-shirt i can't even imagine imagine what these guys go through when we when we went up to Thule, it's like the town is the base yeah and that's the closest thing for like 250 miles yeah and at the point when we were there it was 23 hours of sunlight yeah so they had one hour of like a dusk oh man and i'm just like and and thankfully it was summertime when we went so it was like 40 degrees ish but mm-hmm. it gets down to like negative 40 out there damn and these guys are still guys and gals are just trucking away man. they're doing it yeah they're living they're life. doing it they're not complaining and i remember and when, they love it yeah they love well, it. well when we went everyone we talked to was just so so nice and they yeah. were so happy so that thankful. you're there they're yeah. so thankful that you're there and we're like man I, we're the thankful ones yeah you know? um but it, yeah that was such a great experience yeah we went over um when we did korea it was us and andy Grammer, hmm. which was super fun Andy's a great guy okay who i first met on the rachel platten tour but um eli young band and andy Grammer did a song together honey i'm good mm-hmm. which was his smash hit yeah they did a version together and so um you know going in and like seeing a, a pop act with a country actor i was like what it's yeah kind of weird but it it turned out turned out really good yeah do you have to take that yeah want to answer it yeah sure hey mike yeah uh-huh yeah so uh put in the grand Ole opry uh the one over by um uh you know the old one or the new one you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 okay yeah yeah, and then go to the artist entrance in the back, you know, uh, where you have to go by the Gaylord Opry uh, Hotel. Do you want me to send you a pen? Or do you know? Okay, cool. All right, I'll send you a pen. All right, see you in a bit. That's just part of it right there. It's part of it, man. <laughs> where do I go? I get a lot of, yeah, the the questions are like, I will I will put such a detailed or my, my version of a detailed thing of like hey this is how you get from one place to the other or like hey, here's the address here's the yeah. code to your airbnb or the hotel information like all this stuff just make sure the artist isn't like looking around and be like what am i doing you do as much as you can yeah and then they text you hey what am i supposed to be doing yeah exactly where is this where is this place at like where why can't i 
figure this out and uh man i don't know how people used to do this without yeah it's just it's uh, so much technology it's just so much better oh man (laughs) um man is there anything else that you got that you want to talk about i don't think of man i i wasn't Uh, here to plug anything so obviously yeah well uh what so you're going what's going on with with uh with Mike and the boys all the time, Eli young band. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's next? What you got coming up? Uh, well probably by the time that this comes out, probably be a couple weeks from a couple now. weeks. So if it's a couple weeks, we're probably number two or number three pushing a number one. Yeah. Um, I think like the hard like push that we're supposed to get is like the first week of May. Yeah. So if that's a thing, that's the first number one for these guys in six years, which is the, you know, the biggest thing. A lot of people don't understand how important that is. It's big. It's massive. It's really, really big. Yeah. And, um, you know, when people, people just, it's so different. Like this, this country world revolves around radio play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, you can sustain it just releasing albums off of, you know, iTunes or something like that. Here you actually have to do the radio game. Right. And uh, so thankfully they were able to pay for my salary with their last number one six years ago. Pretty, so pretty great. Pretty great. Um, I think the Let's last keep one it was, going. Pay pay more years yeah, of salaries. Get some more toys, more buses, <laughs> yeah, more trucks, more cars, more cars. Man, the guys have <laughs> new a house with great that garage. Car collection. Yeah, man, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. That's what all that stuff pays. That's for, what I'm right? looking for, man. Yeah, too bad I don't get royalties, but okay. Hey, you can't get greedy. I was man. there. You're getting you know, it's greedy funny. Now. I I know. I, I I showed you when we drove that one time. I showed you, Love Ain't, which is the new single, and that was about a year ago, and it's now just going. Yeah top five well that's what i feel like that's what happens it has it's kind of a slow burn that way that song was recorded last january yeah it's been 42 weeks on the on the charts which for them isn't a lot of time yeah i think crazy girl which is like the smash smash hit was 56 56 weeks so over a year yeah man so this is a fast one for them yeah it's awesome but it's all relative well you can you can tell that it's like you know people everyone knows who people are, are singing now. it man people are singing it yeah and, it's fun it's, you know, it's uh, great seeing the crowd in your interactions and uh is 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 amazing i don't really get that i'm only like a super fan of one guy and it's like john mayer but you, i don't get that anywhere else you and i you have know, you yeah, and i yeah, have yeah, that in know, common you know very well <laughs> that's uh, my dream to get to get john on this podcast yeah good luck and then and if then, he is i'm gonna be like you're like in the corner well like if he's if up. he ever if he ever comes on it that's gonna be the last one yeah you just, can't top it there's no so i mean th- that is the last episode, episode of of so after the game people listening if john mayer's here just I just, guess you could just unsubscribe just at that unsubscribe. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good problem to have. It's like, hey, John Mayer's on my thing, just unsubscribe. But now. like you said, it's all relative. So it, if that happens, then man, then then who knows? I'll get I'll get uh Paul McCartney on after that or or somebody. But yeah. that would be that would be top tops for me, man. Yeah. That'd be very fun. I feel like I, I could die happy if I ever work for that guy. And my best friend, one of my best friends does. Yeah so i'm gonna go see him in july good luck man i don't have any dates that line up so this might be a, a july 20th in providence this might be a john mayer drought year oh for me, man so. it's a good band it's a really good, it's band, a good band this year john mayer Aaron sterling playing drums i love steve jordan but i just feel i just i feel like for yeah the the whole catalog aaron is is a better fit yeah, totally. for that band He's aaron's got pe- played on a lot of like artists that i've worked with record oh my god he's, he's like he's the, the guy studio guy he's the guy he has he and has you can tell his sound thing. from everyone else he's another guy that that 
you know, I yeah. would love to have one, but so Aaron, if you're listening, yeah, Aaron, um, he's probably a relatively obtainable, but he's like under, like under the radar superstar. Yeah. See, that's, that's my goal. That's my ideal fame. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. I want people to like, when you walk in the room, be like, holy shit, that's like, him. I know that, but, but, but I'm, I'm not, not going to talk to him. No one's going to swarm yeah. me. I can't take a photo with this guy. Cause no one's going to know who uh, this photo is that I posted. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. But like to like, get social to like media six people in the room, you're yeah. so famous. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's the sweet spot. Um, but dude, thanks so much for doing thanks this for with me. me. I really appreciate it. And I should be able to catch some of the show tonight. Yes. I think. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. that'd be amazing. You guys go on at eight 30, right? Eight twenty. Eight twenty. Eight twenty. What do you have to do? So, so when do you have to go to the the opera? Right now. Right now. Yeah, I'm leaving right now. You're going to the opera, but then I'm off from like four forty to like six o'clock or whatever. It's four four twenty to six. And then after that, you're you're totally free. No, I'm back to back at back to the opera. Yeah, we're just going for sound check. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, well, tell the boys. I said hello. Yeah. They don't know who I am, but that's all right. Um, hopefully someday they will. I did tell them all about the podcast. So they're awesome. They're excited for me to be on a podcast. All right. Good. So. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Well, hi. Hi, boys. Yes. <laughs> um, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. All right. That is it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. You can catch Max side stage at any of those Eli Young band shows. He really is the dudes. But if you have any, uh, have anything you want to send to me, send it to after the gig pod at gmail.com and uh, stay tuned for next week. And I'll see you when I see you. Stay off your phones while you're driving. Bye.
Round and round.